Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Disabled Support, official podcast of the Disabled Network. Thank you so much for clicking on this episode. If you want to learn more about us and our organization, please join, uh, not join, please go to our website at disabledist.org, spelled D-I-S-A-B-L-E-I-S-T dot O-R-G. And if you would like to join and become a patron, we are on Patreon at patreon.com backslash the Disabled Network. You can become a patron and support our channel for as little as a dollar a month, get behind the scenes monthly updates and a little bit more extra stuff that I'm not going to say and let you go on there and have it be a little surprise type thing. Anyways, got a really cool show for everybody in store today. We have a returning guest, uh, our good friend, Sydney Bolton. Sydney, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Hopefully we got those audio uh, things all ironed out. And then as always, I am joined by my co-host and friend, Lou Rodriguez. Yep, I'm the uh, Gilligan to Kyle Skipper. <laughs> For all, like, we're not we're not dating you or this show at all. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Anyways, um, so let's just go ahead and uh, get into things. I'll, you know, like we do usually, we're going to go ahead and thank our patrons and give them a shout out at the very end of the show. So stay tuned if that's something that you are looking forward to. Um, Sydney. We had you on last time, and we didn't really talk about art, and we wanted to talk about art because both you and Lou are artists. Uh, Lou's a professional artist and a painter and stuff like that. I dabble, uh, draw, I like charcoal, and I like getting, apparently I like using whatever I can so that there's just like shit all over my face all of the time. Um, so that's just something that I like, but, uh, you know... If we can explain to the general audience, because I want you to talk about the mediums that you use and stuff, but uh, tell everybody what mediums are <laughs> and then, uh, you know, why you use those and if there are any accessibility reasons as to the mediums that you use. Um, so I personally have dabbled in pretty much everything. I wouldn't say I'm definitely not a professional artist, um, but I'm probably a little bit more... Uh, serious and into it than um, you are, Kyle, because mm -hmm. uh, I do quite a lot. Um, so I've done pretty much everything. I've done watercolor, um, oil, acrylic. Um, I just started picking up alcohol markers, and it's quickly becoming one of my favorite mediums. Um, mediums are just what you use to create, essentially. Um, See, I thought when 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 I was first reading the episode framework, I thought when, when I read mediums, I'm like, Oh, I guess she goes and sees a fortune teller. Or <laughs> yeah. <palm> reader. I, <laughs> no. I was, I was a little nervous at first. So, but go ahead. I'm um, sorry. Yeah. And I do quite a lot in digital as well. Um, it's the one I use the most cause it's the easiest for me anyways. Um, and I can bring it anywhere cause I always have like my iPad on me. Um, and so just to recap, because I've done about pretty much everything, um, my favorites are acrylic paints, uh, alcohol markers, which are a new love for me, and um, digital. Do the alcohol markers uh, get you high from the, from the smell? No, alcohol markers don't get you high, but they are quite smelly. Damn it, cross it off the yeah, list. Yeah, yeah, forget <laughs> it. Sharp, Sharpie and ethanol-based markers are the ones that can get you high. Duly but noted. They're also, not good for you. Um, they're also not good for you. No, but the uh, you know the um, the the technology-based stuff is really interesting to me because I was actually looking at 
I can't remember the name of the product. Is it called like Papyrus or something like that? Um, where it was, you know, essentially like an electronic drawing tablet. Um, because, you know, I imagine that if you want to get into art, but you have difficulty with applying like a lot of pressure or something like that, if you have a tablet or access to like an electronic form of doing media, um, Sydney, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that like you can adjust your stroke and all of that and how hard you actually touch the tablet itself doesn't actually impact that. So that might be something, you know, if you're listening to this and you have a disability and you have like dexterity issues and you're having difficulty getting like really hard lines or something like that, you know, thinking of an electronic device actually might be a really good, um, you know, a good alternative to think about. Um, nowadays too, like, everything is done digitally unless you want to be you know a dinosaur like like lou and i like lou and i are and you want to actually use like the old stuff like there there's no reason not to use the the electronic stuff um so did you in you said that uh your like tablet and stuff is easier for you to use do you use that um use that more often i imagine um yeah, so I use now primarily two painting softwares. Mm-hmm. Um, so on my iPad, I use Procreate. Um, I like it. It's a little bit more beefy than some of like the free drawing apps. I started out on the free drawing apps, so you can definitely use them. And I did get a, I did get many years of use um, out of free drawing apps. Um, but I wanted to do a little bit more as I learned about what you can do digitally, and. Um, which is why I started using Procreate. So I use that on my iPad. And then on my computer, um, I originally used Photoshop and learned in Photoshop because I took a digital illustration class. Um, And then I realized just how much Procreate can't do. Procreate can do a lot. And it's really, it's a really good software, but like nothing beats a computer that can have hundreds of like layers and, and editing effects and stuff on your, your drawings. Um, but as we know, Photoshop is very expensive and I'm a college student. Yeah. So, um, I researched like what was good about Photoshop and like what could compete and compare with it. Um, and so I've used my favorite right now is clip studio paint. Um, which the version I have is just the basic version, which is just a one-time $50 payment, which is much easier, uh, to handle. And it's, it's just as beefy as Photoshop. All right. I'm, I'm I have to jump in here for a second because this is all Apple products. <laughs> so just for people uh, out there using, um, Android, you can look, you can use a uh, sketchbook pro. And there is one more, so I'm pulling out my phone here, people, just to find what the other application is. Uh, it's SnapBridge. You can use... Oh, no, that's that's not... Forget that one. Not SnapBridge. That's a whole different program. So I have Autodesk and Snap and uh, Sketchbook Pro. Those are the ones that you can use on Google. I will say... In on the- an Android product, I should say. Um, Lou, you'll know more about the, the reasons for pricing than I do, but I will say that, um, you know, if, if you're disabled and you, you know, want to get into, you know, uh, some kind of art based thing and you're looking to use Photoshop, 
um, you know, it's now it's now a monthly subs- like subscription yeah, thing that you have to pay, yeah. right? And um, like that's good, but it's really expensive. And as we've talked about on this show, and if you've listened to even one episode on this show, you will know that I like to hearken back to the fact that disabled people are poor, <laughs> myself included. And so uh, that you know that's one thing that um is really really agitating because you know if let's say you wanted to be a graphic designer um and you know you're an artist but you really wanted to do it vocationally right um but you're disabled and you're on you know fixed income and stuff like that i don't know what the alternative would be because i imagine also if you're taking classes and things like that oh she dropped out um if you're taking classes and things like that um i mean i know that you'll probably get um like a discount on the um programs but i don't know that the discount is going to outweigh actually how much um the the product would cost in the long run do do you get a discount on that kind of stuff being a student sydney um i did for photoshop Mm -hmm. uh but the discount only lasted like a year um so i had it for a year um and going back to what Lou said about um, Apple products, Clip Studio Paint, Photoshop, and there's a free um, Krita, uh, K-R-I-T-A, is a free desktop application that's not Apple. And, well, it's Apple compatible and it's not Apple compatible. And um, I've heard good things about it and I have Krita, but when I tried it, um, I didn't know how to use a desktop application. So if I tried it again, I would probably have a more fair judgment of it, but... Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I was just most primarily talking about, like, when you're talking about your tablet being an iPad, mm-hmm. you know, so there's, I was just wanting to throw in some Google products so our, our Google users don't uh, feel left out of this conversation, but. Mm-hmm. So that our our Google business plan doesn't get angry at us <laughs> yeah. as I'm recording this episode and everything that I have is Google and it all yeah. is listening to everything that we say. <laughs> Please, Google, don't cancel all of our subscriptions. We promise we're loyal. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, no, you know, I, I asked about, um, you know, mediums and what you use and stuff like that, just because I, I don't know if we're going to want to, in the editing process, Lou, if you're going to want to splice like a picture of me and how I hold my pen pencil, you can, or I can just put like a link to it in the show notes or something like that. No, I can throw it. I can throw that in there. Send um, it, send it to me again, of course. And then Sydney, of course, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can um, shoot us some pictures. So we, we actually, <laughs> you know, before the, the pandemic and COVID actually started getting really terrible, we had, um, an art, a disabled art night at Lou's house, um, which was really cool. All of us, uh, that were there were disabled and we were, um, drawing and painting and all that myriad of stuff. And I think that I'm the only person who used, uh, like a pro, I don't know if it's a prosthetic or if it's an orthotic. I think technically it's an orthotic, but I think as the only person that uses an assistive device to draw or paint. Um, and, uh, you know, that comes, it's great because it, it lets me draw, but it also is a pain in the ass because, uh, using charcoal, if I, you know, I need to use different um, density charcoals in order to get different, uh, you know, like levels of shading. And obviously, uh, before I start even doing all of that shading, I got to sketch the outline and stuff like that. And so um, the piece that I have uh, where Lou and I work, Custom Mobility, actually um, took a, a piece 
that I had made from Shriners way back in the day. And I had used it for, it was like 20 years old. And so it was disgusting. And it had a bunch of like lead and probably like dirt and stuff from me dropping it and everything. Uh, and so I took it to work and they were like, yeah, this is gross. We, we have like uh, people that work with foam. And so, you know, our, our guys in the back were like, oh yeah, we'll make you a new one. And so it's essentially just, what what would you call it? Like hard foam glue? Like, yeah, I, yeah. Sure. yeah, it's not like packing foam. Yeah. So or, it's, it's yeah. like, it's two pieces of hard foam that are um, actually, like, glued together with a particular adhesive that will actually, like, make those pieces of foam stay together. And then there's a hole drilled in the middle of it um, that allows me to insert um, a pen. Or I haven't tried painting. I imagine a paintbrush might be a little um, different for that. But, you know, without... Uh, the, the reason why I have that device is because if I, I draw by putting the pencil in between my chin and my shoulder... Um, like this and if I was like this the whole time it would cause neck strain like really really quickly and so having that device uh, takes me from being being from here to like here and so it allows me to draw like so much longer I pretty much draw the entire time that everybody else draws when we had art night I think um, and you know not I, I, I end up drawing the least because everybody asks me questions every three seconds. Yeah, well you're you're running around and I'm you know Lou, my T Rex looks fat. How do I not make it look fat? Um all that kind of stuff. So um yeah, so I, I use an assistive device, like I said, not everybody has to um or wants to. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of disabled people who, you know, like draw with their mouths. Um, yeah. seen some disabled people that like draw with their feet. And so just, you know, the other thing, like we said in other episodes of this show is, you know, you work with what you have, right. uh, like being a disabled person. Um, uh, so anyway, I, so I should start lying to some of my able-bodied friends when I've show pictures that you've drawn of me. Yeah. 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 I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to say, well, he wears this harness <laughs> and the pencil sticks straight from his forehead and he slowly just gyrates his head <laughs> oh god no yeah i knew you were going to use some kind of sexual language gyrates <laughs> um but anyways uh yeah so do I, um can, can i can i jump in real quick yeah I, go I ahead do. go ahead so on art night i now have met my match when it comes to someone who makes their workplace sloppy and that would be sydney holy cow i think she had paint everywhere so as much paint as made it onto the canvas also was on her face, <laughs> on her hands, napkins. It was it was uh, amazing to behold. So. Yeah, um, I'm I am a messy artist, <laughs> and that that gets to every aspect of life. Um, uh, I started I started um, taking art classes really young, but um, I started taking adult art classes when I was like eleven. So, like, I was painting with adults, and, like, at the, um, I lived in New Hampshire at the time, uh, so the local art museum often, often offered summer classes that I took, um, and when I took the oil class, the teacher was like, you probably should get paint on your face, <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's, it's there, what do you want me to do about it now? The, I don't think that I can see the skin on your palms. That's how, that's yeah, like everybody. That's sure. how much paint she had on her hands. Like, oh, yeah. like we could not see the skin on her palms like at all. 
Um, now, I to did... To be fair, I was painting with a sponge, so I was not using a paintbrush. So, like, when you paint with a sponge, <laughs> yeah. um, you're going to get paint everywhere. <laughs> no, it's fine. Well, we can just, you know, that's you just embracing the stereotype that all disabled people are messy. It's fine. We stand that on this show. <laughs> um... Now, I, I did forget to ask you in the beginning to go over, like, what your diagnosis is. Um, does your diagnosis uh, present any limitations in terms of um, how you can draw, how often you can draw, how long you can actually draw in, like, one sitting, that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, my diagnosis is spinal muscular atrophy, or SMA. Uh, I specifically have type 2. Um, and so it generally means that I have... Um, muscle weakness, I can fatigue easily, so it tends to be more endurance that I can't keep up with than it is is my limitation um, when it comes to art, um, especially when painting. <laughs> um, that uh, painting tends to be where I find I tire out the most because it's a lot to like hold your arm up and paint for hours i wouldn't know so <laughs> well i mean is that does, does that make it like a good endurance exercise for you does it help does it strengthen you in any way um yeah it helps me keep my strength i don't know if it strengthens me but it definitely helps me keep up um with my strength um and digitally it's it's why i like doing digital art um i find it much easier um with a stylus you get a lot less resistance on the paper um also there's tricks you can do digitally um that can help you in the long run do less work um like the fill tool i don't have to manually color in everything um or my personal favorite because i have the sma tremor as you can see my hand shakes there's this great thing called stabilization where it'll straighten your lines mm. as you do it and you can adjust that and fine-tune it as you want so your lines won't look all scribbly and and wonky is that uh, packaged as an accessibility function because if it is not it should be it is not it is just a, it's just a regular old function um under most brush settings mm. in um your drawing apps and a lot of them will have it set automatically to like five um, depend on, and most people I know who are digital artists and not disabled, they're like, I don't use more than 10. And then I'm here like, <laughs> on my line art brush, I use 45 to <laughs> 70. Well, you know, the, it's just another, I mean, it's great that it's there and it's awesome that you can use it, but it's just another example of how, you know, we end up utilizing things that should be packaged as accessibility tools and they're not, and we're just lucky that they just so happen to have, like, programmed that into the program, um, because, like, if that wasn't there, you know, you'd be able to pick up a lot more on your tremors and stuff like that, so that's, it kind of, it, it, I'm happy for you that it has that, but I'm also pissed off that it's just, like, you know, yeah, it, we're always an afterthought. It just always kind of like rubs me the wrong way. But I need to I need to stop with that as well. Just, just be thankful, Kyle. Like, <laughs> just be thankful that that these things even exist. I know, I know. I'm trying to I'm trying to get there. But anyways, so we've talked a lot about the process, um, and I wanted to spend the last like ten minutes or so um, actually talking a 
about um, the importance of having disabled artists at all and what that says for art and what that does for art. There are a lot of artists that are disabled that people wouldn't um, recognize. I didn't do my due diligence before this and research a bunch of disabled artists, but Lou is definitely a lot more familiar uh, than I am. I know that like uh, Frida Kahlo is Frida Kahlo, yeah, was yeah, a disabled artist, but there. Uh, who are some others, Lou? Uh, well, if we're gonna say neurodivergent. Then yeah, absolutely. Almost all of them. Mm. <laughs> like, I mean, if you if you want to be, you know, but if we're going to be parsimonious, I mean, obviously like Van Gogh and then um, physically, I, I would say like Toulouse-Lautrec, he had dwarfism. Mm. So would, does that count? Yeah. Yeah. That count? Yeah. So Toulouse-Lautrec. Well, look, um, I, okay. I'm of the opinion that like. Ed, Ed, Edward Munch. Edward Munch, are you familiar with him? No. no. Oh, well, I was just going to comment. He's like, yep. <laughs> well, I, I was just going to comment on, you know, the the whole, like, you know, you asked, does that count? Like, you know, people can come to me and be like, I have depression. And I'm like, I, you know, and I'm like, you're disabled. Welcome to the club. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm not parsimonious in terms of that. But, you know, the, the whole reason why I wanted to bring this up is that um, I really do think, you know, like you said, a lot of um, a lot of really famous artists are neuro neurodivergent. Um, and so I, I think that people don't realize just how like inculcated our culture really is in disability, but people just don't know anything about it. Right. Um, we have a lot of exposure to disabled people who have done, you know, who have made like great uh, achievements and, and uh, who, you know, have like made great work like artworks and stuff like that that we just like we don't even realize that they're disabled and then you know whatever but anyways um you know uh the the point being is that uh i think that like for instance in my poetry um you know the my disability um you know largely will play a role in stuff that I write about if I write about some kind of like accessibility frustration or, or, or something right. like that. Um, like Lou knows because he's read like pretty much all of my poems. And so like all of that shines through, but like, to me, that's such an, an uplifting experience to be able to, you know, like read another like disabled or, or a neurodivergent like poet or um, look at somebody's art who I know had like a physical disability or who was also neurodivergent because to me, like that piece speaks so much more. And then, um, you know, I, I don't know if it's the same for every disabled person, but you know, when I, when I look at something that, uh, you know, takes the body as the subject, like, like the human body as the subject. And I see that it has some kind of play on that. Or if I take, uh, if I see a piece that is like a play on the mind, if we're talking about like being neurodivergent and stuff like that, I can relate to that stuff a lot more. Whereas, you know, if I go and I have like a friend who's able-bodied and neurotypical, I'm like, yeah, you know, blah, 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 and I'll like vomit all of this stuff. Right. And then they just look at me and they're like, what? And I'm like, well, yeah, you know, don't you ever feel like, you know, you're just like, you're isolated and you do this and that. And they're like, I have a family and I'm surrounded by people all the time. And I don't understand why, how you can have a, you can live in a house with your family, but still feel isolated. And I'm just like, well, you know, here's a, here's a question or, or an observation, how much art actually portrays disability? 
like if I think about Sydney's from what I've seen, like Sydney's are, I wouldn't just say, oh, she must be in a chair or something like that. Mm-hmm. What, what do you have to say about that, Sydney? Uh, you would not know from my art. My yeah, art is yeah. mostly, it's just for funsies. My art is not meaningful at all. My Little Pony and uh, Pokemon all over the place. Hey, wait a second. You just described half of my room. <laughs> and you're the Pokemon guy, but that's, Sydney seems the most serious with her background. But <laughs> Oh, well, that's uh, well, the my... most serious <laughs> with your yeah, background. Yeah, like, well, well, until we see like the stuffy and then, you know, but. All of my books. Well, I yeah. just have nonsensical bullshit all over the place. Yeah. Mine doesn't even make sense. Is it a surfer theme room? Is it uh, nerdy? Like, nobody knows. All the above. All the above. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyways, uh, we're getting kind of towards, like, the end of our uh, end of the show here. But, um, you know, Sydney, do you have any... Um, any tips or anything like that for, for somebody maybe who has SMA or any other kind of um, like disability that would give them physical limitation? Um, do you have any advice for them in, um, you know, like ways that have helped you in your, your approach to art and all of that good stuff? Um, I mean, first off, you just sort of have to try. You have to, you have to start doing it and you'll figure out ways um, to make it physically easier on yourself if you're using traditional medium mm-hmm. uh, mediums. Um, like I found uh, it's easier to lay a painting flat on a table sometimes to paint it than to paint it upright because then my arm has to do less. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can take your time with your art. You don't have to do it all in one sitting either. There's a big lesson that I still have troubles with because I tend to just paint for eight hours and then not paint for three months. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, digitally, if there, if you feel like something's too hard digitally, like it's taking too much time, um, or you you're not happy with the result because of like your tremor or something, there probably is an easier way to do it digitally. You just have to look it up. Um, I looked up like a lot of shortcuts and maybe not so much with um, in like tablet applications, but definitely with desktop applications. Um, There's usually communities that can like share um, like brushes or different tools or like auto actions. Um, Like I know that on Clip Studio Paint, I just got this really cool eraser. Um, that clips to an edge so if you have a line it'll only erase on one side of the line so you don't have to like so you can just sort of like quickly erase and not have to worry about it as long as you have your as long as you have line art there um and so that made it easier for me and so there's tools out there that if you have a problem with something somebody's either had the problem and created a solution to it or there's just an inbuilt solution that you don't know about that you have to look up yeah and like I should point out too that like just know that when you when you start out you're gonna suck, so like so to, you know you can't let that deter you. Um, Don't but, give up. When you right? start out, yeah. I've been painting since I was eleven, and sometimes I look at the stuff I do now and I'm like, <laughs> you were better when you were eleven. <laughs> oh God. Well, um, you know, I I point that out because uh, you know, well, I tend to be really hard on myself and. In the interactions that I've had with other disabled people, for some reason, 
uh, a lot of us tend to be really hard on ourselves um, in that regard. But know, know if you are getting like, there's, there's going to be a difference between like artist fatigue and like body fatigue. And especially if you have some kind of condition that is impacting your like muscles or, um, you know, your you have like a skeletal uh, disability or, you know, diagnosis or anything like that. Like if you start feeling pain or whatever, don't be like Sydney and like, just continue painting for eight hours because we don't, you like, if you hurt yourself, you're not going to be not, able to, we're con- not advocating this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if you, if you hurt yourself, uh, you're not going to be able to continue doing artistry in the future, but Hey, what, who, who was it? My, Michelangelo who painted the Sistine Chapel. And then he got all the paint in his eyes, but he still continued to do it anyways, even though he was going blind. So, hey, what, what do I know? I'm not a real artist, right? Until until I, uh, you know, am typing uh, poetry on my phone and I'm cutting my tongue up because I've typed so much um, and all that kind of stuff. But anyways, um, if, uh, if anybody has any questions uh, about art or anything like that, Sydney, do you have any um, like social media or anything where people can get a hold of you? Um, just my Facebook, which will be linked in the Facebook, I'm assuming, version of the podcast. Well, no, I'll put it in the description of this video, and then, uh, I will tag you in the Facebook post. Um, okay. So, so yeah, if... No catfishing Sydney, people. Yeah, no, don't do that, please. Um, or maybe you can talk to me, and if you have a question for Sydney, I can pass it along because yeah. I don't want anybody stalking her or anything like that. Um, but anyways, so we're gonna go ahead and uh, close up the show. Lou, do you have any closing things that you want to uh, say before I take everything off of the rails? Yes, Sydney. Why haven't you called about Art Night? <laughs> oh, look, I'm calling you out publicly. <laughs> You're calling me out publicly because we had Art Night like a week into the semester of the school year and then i was like oh no graduate school and then the, la- the last time you texted me was a week before finals and i was like no I can't. So, see that she has good excuses all right we'll 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 allow it this time graduate school is a terrible <laughs> terrible beast well we'll have to get together for um a, a disabled art night again after all the covid and stuff yeah, um sure or, or a movie night even yeah but art, um art slash movie night you know what i what i talked about with lou and we'll have to um you know iron this out in the future but you know may, maybe we'll add if we have a disabled art night maybe we can have that as like a patreon perk to to have our patrons join us during that art night if you guys have any questions for it because we have a myriad of disabilities um right. for for art night so you know if any patrons had any uh you know questions about how we do you know certain things or any tips like that that would be a good um avenue for that so anyways um if you would like to follow us on youtube you can find us at youtube.com backslash the disabled network or if you search disabled uh, will pop up. Trust me, I tried it. Go ahead and click the bell notification uh, so that you are notified every time that we upload a video. But in case uh, you don't do that, just know that we do upload every Wednesday. Uh, the time varies uh, because something something work, but I do what I can to upload it as early as I possibly can. Uh, if you want to follow us on Facebook, you can find us at Disablest. If you are disabled and you would like to join our disabled-only 
uh, Facebook group. Yes, it's where all the cool kids are. And if you are disabled, no, you will not be admitted. I will deny you. And if you somehow get in, I will find you. And then I will remove you forcibly. Um, so it's called the Disabled Nation. Uh, if you would like to support us and our show by giving back to us, every little bit counts. You can go to our merch store at cafepress.com backslash the Disabled Network. And last order of business, but probably the most important, uh, to give a shout out to the top two tiers of our patrons. So a member of our Super Crypt patrons who have pledged $15 a month. Th month. Thank you to George Smith, Kevin Kelly Kidder, Adam Davidson and Kara White. I almost said the name of a uh, patron who is no longer a patron, so my mistake. And then a shout out to our Cryptastic patrons who have pledged $10 a month, Annette Webb, Patty Pride, Ellie Stowe, and Jesse Schwartzman. Thank you so much for all that you all do to uh, help keep the lights on on this show. And uh, if you would like to become a patron, there are perks that they get that nobody else gets and you'll just have to go on our patreon and see what those are for yourself not going to go into that because i've belabored this long enough anyways um so on behalf of the disabled support and the disabled network thank you all so much for clicking on this episode we look forward to hearing from you and from seeing you in the next episode so my name's kyle i'm lewis i'm sydney and thank you so much everybody take care we will see you next time bye <laughs>